because I've been in the place that you were in where you're like, oh, man, it seems like they all haven't figured out. And I've also, uh, in a way, been in the place that they've been in where I can put out an image that makes it look like I do have it. Hello, everybody. Um, welcome back to the 20-something-year-old Christian in 2020, the podcast with me, your host, Malaysia. This is episode three. Now, last episode was about how COVID was cool, so make sure y'all check it out. But for right now, let's stay in tune to with our third episode of the first season, which is called Instant Gratification. But before we get into the topics, let me introduce you to a special guest that I have. Me and him connected through LinkedIn, but I'm gonna let him tell you a little bit more about himself. Kenneth, tell the people what you want them to know. Hello, everybody out there on the podcast world streams or radio waves, however you want to say it. My name is Kenneth, and I am a Clemson student, a senior marketing major here at Clemson. And um, I'm an up-and-coming Christian, uh, and by up-and-coming, I mean I'm just uh, navigating Christianity, uh, which is a big reason why I'm on this podcast. And yeah, just like uh, Malaysia kind of mentioned earlier, uh, me and her really uh, connected through LinkedIn because I found her podcast, uh, because I had been connected with her for a while, but I saw her post about her podcast, and I checked it out, and I was like, wow, this is perfect for me. It, it explains uh, what I am, a 20-something-year-old Christian who's just trying to navigate life so we connected we linked and here we are today and i'm really excited for what we got in store for you guys yes yes thank you ken for being here let me just first say i love the term up and coming christian um i'm still that just let you know yeah let's jump right into the material so as i said the topic is called instant gratification now i know some of you guys out there have heard of it and i've heard of it too but Kenneth, can you tell me, like, when you first think about instant gratification, what is it that you think of? That's a great question, actually. Um, when I first think about instant gratification, honestly, I think about sports and uh, competitive competition. I was just uh, watching. Uh, there's like a lot of uh, track meets and stuff going on. A lot of Olympic events are about to be taking place. And I just remember how when I was young, I used to play soccer. I dibbled and dabbled in baseball, dibbled and dabbled in basketball, uh, and dibbled and dabbled in track just a little bit. But I remember how uh, I would always try to prep myself to compete because uh, I don't know if you've ever like played sports or anything like that before, but a lot of times it's the conditioning uh, that really uh, makes you the best athlete you can be. And the conditioning is like, it can be like six months. But the actual competition phase is like one month. So um, it's, it's, to me, it's very instant gratification because when you're racing someone, the race doesn't last long. But what you find out is that either I'm really what I thought I was or I'm really not. <laughs> so, you know, luckily I've been in a, a few situations where I've won. But the times that I've lost before, I'm like, oh, wow, I instantly felt like wow, I really uh, didn't do what I did. And then when I won on the flip side, I was like, wow, I really did that. So it's a, it's a really uh, good example, I feel like, of instant gratification. <laughs> I, I love that. Um, and it's funny that you talk about racing. So a little disclaimer to the people. Um, I work at a summer camp this summer. Pray for me, y'all, because pray for me. But I work at a summer camp. And one thing that the kids love to do is they love to race. And so one particular day, um, we were racing and see, they love when the counselors race because they just don't expect us to be fast or slow. And I do, I do distance. I just made it to four miles in my personal time. Praise the Lord. 
and I do distance running, but I don't do sprints. And so one of the kids was like, I want to race you. So I raced him. I won. And like I was on cloud nine, like I was instantly gratified. I was like, look at me. I beat you. The other child, one of the faster kids, you know, we raced, we raced too. And he beat me and I was not instantly gratified. And I was really hurt, like, but hurt, but it's fine. <laughs> Going back to what Kenna said is the condition. And so now I'm preparing myself <laughs> to race that child again. I'm in training with my own self, doing my own sprint workouts to beat him. So not to go too much in the, into the details, but Kenneth, I just want to, you know, bring that up because I love that um, whole idea of racing. I love that. But when I think about um, instant gratification, I immediately think of fast food. So, you know, everybody loves fast food. Chick-fil-A, Zaxby's just had that last night, McDonald's, you know, Burger King, all of the fast food restaurants out there. We, we love that. Why? Because you go to the window, you take your order, then two or three minutes later, you're paying for your food. Then two or three minutes later, you're getting your food hot, ready, ready for you to eat, chow down, whatever. That's instant gratification. We don't have to wait. We just go to the window and do what we have to do to place it. But sometimes in life and with God, instant gratification isn't always what it seems to be. But before we even get into all of that, Kenneth, let's talk about this chronological link that you brought up the other day. Yeah, perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay, so uh, for all the listeners out there, uh, I understand that uh, instant gratification is a very just a vague topic. So when uh, Malaysia and I were trying to, you know, develop this episode and collaborate together to really make an episode super digestible and super easy to understand for you guys, I thought it would be very neat of us to kind of break instant gratification down into a chronological link is what I call it to basically make you guys understand that what we're talking about is not new. Even the Bible says uh, there is nothing new under the sun. So basically what uh, we developed is that uh, throughout history, humans have evolved to be curious and make life changing decisions on a dime. You're hungry, so you find food quickly, like fast food. You're upset, so you fight or you break, th- you break things around you. In its nature, instant gratification can be linked to evolutionary foundations like the flight or fight mechanism. We can even go all the way back in the Bible and track it to today on how instant gratification tends to show itself throughout human's history. So we can start in Genesis chronologically. Uh, Adam and Eve, they give into temptation because they were persuaded by Satan. They were searching for an instant knowledge and instant taste. Also in Genesis, Cain is overcome by jealousy and kills Abel. He was searching for instant love and admiration by God. Then we go to the New Testament and the Gospels, Matthew, where Judas betrays Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, and he was searching for an instant way out. And uh, Judas also later killed himself, so he literally got an instant way out. And then we can fast forward all the way to today, where people do self-demeaning things in order to gain attention and money, searching for instant status and acceptance. Yeah, um, I love that. So that was a whole teaching moment. Come on, Kenneth, the teacher. Um, looking back, you know, we can definitely see how instant gratification has played all, a big part in the Bible as we know it and also the world we live in today. And as you guys know, I talked about um, fast food restaurants, but let's go deeper. I'm going to get into a Bible story that I love where you, we talk about Jacob and Esau. So in Genesis 25, 29 through 34, Jacob and Esau, if you don't know, they're brothers. They're actually twins. And they wrestle in their mother's womb. And 
God chooses Jacob, who's the younger son, but Esau is the oldest son. Now, this is important to the context that we're in today, because when you're the oldest son, everything is literally yours. Like, you don't have to do nothing. Like, you get it. Like, that's how it was in biblical days. Like, as the oldest son, everything is passed down to you. So you were already set. While the other kids, you know, they either got married or they just had to struggle, (laughs) basically. Esau literally sells his birthright for a bowl of soup for instant gratification that bowl of soup which only lasted him a night was not compared to his birthright at all his birthright would have lasted him until his death and as Kenneth said people do self-demeaning things in order to gain attention slash money I think of um people on social media I have Instagram and I think it's kind of negative like I see so many people quote-unquote selling their souls so to speak for things that aren't even gonna last like this new trend with the Birkin bag or getting BBLs, you know, getting surgery to do this or do that. Now, I'm not knocking nobody, not at all, because you can do what you want to do and we have free will. But is putting your worth in something materialistic like Esau in the bowl of soup going to last you? Kim, what do you think about that? You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just so um, it's, it's so crazy to me um, that a story like this is in the Bible. Because I mean, when I think about the Bible, I think about just like a, a various, a series, a very serious overtone. And I, to be honest, this story is hilarious because this dude literally sold um, his birthright. I don't know if you guys really caught that, but uh, essentially what Malaysia was explaining is that uh, the firstborn of the sons back in this time. So this is like uh, the Old Testament, of course. Uh, whoever was born first, basically they got it and they got it all and they Teach. called it a uh, birthright. So this uh, guy who was, uh, of course, uh, Jacob's brother, Esau, he sold his birthright for a bowl of soup because he was hungry. Now, Malaysia, you asked me, how do I feel about this? I feel especially just like uh, overcome with just like uh, just cynical feelings because the Bible says in verses, um, in these verses, I think it's 26, Esau was actually a hunter. So Esau could have very well hunted his own food and cooked it for himself outside of just getting basically fast food at that point in time in the Bible. And it's just so crazy because it just reminds me of just how um, the, some of the times the things that we are able to uh, just not combat and we like succumb to, there are things that we can make for ourselves, but we tend to look externally and lack patience for a lot of these things, just like Esau, and when we actually give in to these temptations, it's too late because you've already sold your birth right now, homie. It's, it's a peace to you, Pippin. I appreciate it. It's just like, <laughs> dang, bro. Kenneth, that is tea on top of tea with a whole bunch of sugar, okay? So I um, want to go back to your conditioning analogy. I think so many times, especially on social media, because that's where I feel like I personally see instant gratification the most, Okay. So I feel like we look at what others have. Okay, well, she got, you know, this and da-da-da-da-da. So let me see how I can do it. Well, why don't you do the conditioning first? And conditioning for the child of God, the Christian. A lot of times it looks like prayer. It looks like fasting. It looks like giving up something, dying to your flesh instead of giving into your flesh. Because I think Esau learned this. That bowl of soup was of his flesh. It was only temporary. That wasn't going to last you. As I said, that only last you a night. You had to find something in the morning. So what you going to do? And I often wonder about our society today, like 
why do we seek those things that seem to just be so temporary instead of seeking those things that are eternal if you want an instagram body okay you can get the bbl but why not work for it because it's going to last you a lot longer if you put in the work the exercise all of that so that's that's just my thoughts those are just a little bit of my thoughts yeah, exactly. And I, I just want to like reinforce it uh, for your listeners right now, just just to clarify, guys. OK, so we're not saying there's anything wrong with gratification. We're, we're not even saying there's anything wrong with instant grat- gratification. But you have to understand that uh, when you put instant in front of anything, there's a caveat. Just think about it. Um, I, I have an old school grandmother. God rest her soul. I still treat her like she's here today. My grandmother used to love to cook grits. She cooked some of the best grits ever. Malaysia, you know where I'm going with this. Yes, she used Lord. To cook some of the best grits ever in your life. But I will tell you right here, right now, Gyrus and so she would never ever even touch a pack of instant grits. And it wasn't because instant grits were even of a lower quality. It was just something about it that she respected the process that I had to boil the water. I had to do this. I had to keep the lid on because if you take the lid off in five minutes, the grits is going to be gone. You're going to be splashing and everything. So you have to keep that lid on and be careful because Al Green got burnt messing with some grits. It's a long story. But basically, when you put the instant in front of anything, there's nothing wrong with gratification, but it's the instant part of it that really tends to kind of be, uh, kind of have like deviant underlying tones of it. So just like uh, you were saying, Malaysia, with the conditioning and just uh, the Birkin bags and just uh, wanting something, you, you want a nice body. There's nothing wrong with wanting a nice body, guys. But it's just understanding uh, you didn't get how you look now overnight. I can I'm, I can almost guarantee. So why would you try to undo those things overnight? So it, it's just really about uh, looking inside and understanding that sometimes you need to be more patient. Agreed, Kenneth. I love the grits analogy. My grandma. So first, let me say, um, RIP to your grandmother. I didn't know she passed. So I just you know pray for your family and everything. And I thank God that my grandma is still with me. And I eat grits every Sunday, y'all, with sausages and bacon and especially oranges. Anyways, so yeah. Um, we are not bashing it. We are not bashing instant gratification. Although I personally don't live my life through that way. I do have temptations to do it because I think we as people, human nature, we all want things to come to us fast. And to be transparent, I'm in a season right now where I want something to come to me as soon as possible. But God is like, no, Malaysia, I need you to wait. I need you to, you know, let me develop you here so that by the time you get to where I'm taking you, you can be made in how I want you to be made. And I think for in my personal life, you know, as a child of God, my worth is not God has shown me time and time again, because I've tried to do it my own way, that my worth is not in the things I can get, but in who he has called me and told me that I am, which is, you know, Psalms 139, fearfully and wonderfully made and all of those other things. Like I said, I've had my fair share of instant gratification moments. Social media, I have to take time off because of social media, because sometimes when I am in one of my anxiety states, I can get so caught up in what so-and-so-and-so has. And this literally happened to me the other day. And I was looking at this person, no names. I was looking at this person on uh, social media and I was like, dang, like, man, they seem like they got it all together. Like, and God was like, okay, I need you to like, redirect your thoughts back to me and so I have to do that quite often I take I literally will disappear from social media for like weeks at a time because I understand that 
it's it's not healthy to look at what others have or seek that thing that's instant sometimes as Kenneth said you have to be patient and I I've learned that I have to go into myself but when I'm patient with God he's much more patient with me and it's proven to be the best thing since sliced bread that he would develop you in your waiting so yeah that's me Precisely. Yeah. And, you know, just OK. OK, guys, quick story time. Malaysia, what you said really kind of um, it really kind of made me think about myself and like how I've had uh, a very uh, interesting like road of my life for instant gratification. And especially when you said uh, about the social media influence or whatever you saw, uh, how they seem like they had it all figured out because of just I guess you want to say uh, facade that they place on their uh, social media accounts. And it just made me think about because I've because I've been in the place that you were in where you're like, oh, man, it seems like they all haven't figured out. And I've also, uh, in a way, been in the place that they've been in where I can put out an image that makes it look like I do have it. So, OK, story time. I'm going to be really quick. <laughs> so uh, when I was younger, I used to actually struggle with my weight. I used to be a really big kid. I uh, was I think my highest weight was like 213 pounds. Now I'm 213 pounds in like the eighth grade. So I'm a big boy. I ain't tall. I was like five six at the time, five nine now. So the boy ain't even got that much big, but still. <laughs> anyway, um, so I made up a decision in my mind when I was younger, when I was like in the eighth grade that I was gonna lose weight because I wasn't happy with myself. But I made a mistake. I didn't know it, but subconsciously. I wanted to lose weight because I wanted to be accepted by others. I wanted to lose weight because I wanted to, uh, I wanted women to be more attracted to me, frankly. So when I actually lost the weight, I was, I, I felt kind of, I felt happy because I was like, wow, I actually lost the weight. But then I realized my motives behind the weight loss didn't really, they didn't come to fruition because guess what? Women weren't checking me out still. And <laughs> I still had the same exact problems outside of my weight that I had. I was, you know, my family was still having problems. I was still, you know, struggling with just being a, a kid. So uh, basically to uh, say what I was trying to say in a, in a bubble, I really feel like when you look at these people who are on Instagram, and even when you as a person have a goal that you want to strive towards, make sure that your goal is grounded in the right things. And this is where instant gratification tends to really seep in and just kind of like thwart all, all things you want to do. Because I don't know if you guys watch TV, most people do. There's always going to be some type of magic pill, some type of diet to fix whatever you need to fix. Or a genie. Uh, exactly. It's going to appeal to you at that moment where you need it because they know that you're feeding for an easy way out. You're feeding for instant gratification. But like Malaysia said, if you guys would just ground yourselves and just realize that I can do this myself. I want to do this for me. Have patience. You guys be good. For sure. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love that. So, um, I ain't going to go into a story time because Lord knows I can do that. But, Thank Kenneth, you. I relate to you on a, a thousand percent. I was a chunky kid. Like, I was chunky, chunky. And I'm not, you know, like the skinniest person in the world now. But I would say the difference between the Malaysia that y'all hear now and the Malaysia that you would have heard back in middle school is that I love myself for who I am and I don't exercise because back then I would exercise because I looked at this person in my class and I liked the way they look so I want to look the same way no I exercise now for health and you know weight loss comes with it I ain't complaining about it but I now know who I am and more, more importantly 
I know whose I am. So I do agree with you, Kenneth, that instant gratification, it has its pros, definitely. Like, you know, we love to be instantly gratified, but there are there are also cons because I don't believe instant gratification is going to work in every area of your life. Like there are just some areas you just going to have to work at. It's going to be hard, but I promise you from experience that it will pay off. So, yeah. Precisely, precisely. And just uh, from my experience with instant gratification for you guys. So uh, kind of just uh, surprisingly, my life, I feel like is kind of driven by instant gratification only because I make a lot of decisions based on whether I see the return being greater for greater than the investment. So a perfect example for this, um, when I actually decided to attend Clemson University, um, the, de the decision was a very quick decision, but it was basically uh, me calculating when I graduate from this school, when I get this degree, do I see the, I guess, the name that this degree holds and whatever I will be majoring in to be able to kind of like uh, propel me to heights that I could have not gotten from if I would have just like worked after college or if I just would have like went to the military. So essentially uh, the, the main factor for me deciding to go to Clemson was, was the return going to be greater than investment? Was this amount of debt and student loans that I have going to be okay because what I get out of it was going to be greater than that. So in that way, instant gratification uh, is kind of uh, dri driven me in certain avenues of my life. But just like Malaysian Mission as well, instant gratification isn't always bad, but it tends to be super, super, super shallow. Uh, like you mentioned, fast food is a form of instant gratification that has its pros, but if gone unchecked, can reap Havoc. So, you know, just like you were saying, if you eat Zaxby's, eat McDonald's, you know, you get off late, boom, 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 boom. There's uh, there's a world where there's nothing wrong with that. But if went unchecked, then you, your health is spiraling out of control. And next thing you know, you in the, you in the uh, ER and stuff like that. Um, ER stands for emergency room people. You know, it's, it's some people I hate is smart, some people I hate is not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what is er? Er, what is, why do you just say? I've met some folks, but either way, so why not just cook your own food? You know, don't don't always go to fast food places and stuff like that. So um, just understand that instant gratification, like it tends to be really shallow, just like in the story of Jacob and Esau. Instant gratification can breed addiction and dissatisfaction because it goes just as quick as it comes. If you would, everybody that's listening, um, put yourself in the shoes of Esau after he ate that bowl of soup he was satisfied and uh-oh woke up hungry the next morning so it's just like now i'm hungry i'm in the same situation where i am where i'm hungry again but you know what if i was to get my brother to sell me a bowl of soup this time guess what i have nothing to sell because i just sold everything i have so now i'm just back in square one but it's not even square one now because I don't have anything. So it was a very, very shallow trade. Very, very just, uh, just it's very ill-advised on Esau's part. Shout out to Esau. I hope he lived a life after that because it's sad. Well, yeah. the story gets better, y'all. I ain't going <laughs> to you know, spill too much. I want y'all to go read it, okay? Because the Bible, for me, holds so many great things. I mean, Genesis is the book of beginnings so all things stem from genesis in my opinion um i say read it go please read it because it gets better 
it gets better. But Esau was Esau was hurt, but hurt. He wanted to kill Jacob yeah. after that. Like he was angry, and Jacob had to flee. And that's I'm gonna tell y'all because y'all need to read it. But um, he gets better. Just know that. But just in that moment, as Kenzie was saying, he woke up hungry the next day. And what you got to give him now? You you can hunt. You can go give him. You know some whatever they had over there, some deer skins or something, some deer meat. But you have nothing of substance anymore. Yeah. So what does that leave you? High and dry. Dry, real dry, crusty. Dry, yes, awful. So yeah, we just wanted to tell y'all about that. But in a change of pace, not to leave y'all on that note, we do have some tips for you guys to combat instant gratification. Because as we said, it's not bad, but it's definitely not something you always want to stay in. So Kenneth, let's go ahead and start. So this uh, segment is called Five Tips to Combat the Instant Gratification Lifestyle. So Malaysia and I created this segment because we know that a lot of people, including ourselves, Please understand all words that were said, all opinions that were said, we're all inclusive. We're basically just talking to ourselves and you guys just happen to be listening right now. So this segment is meant to help everyone navigate and identify when they are struggling with a lack of patience. Or some people may call them uh, cheap thrills or instant gratification. So the first and uh, I feel like super important tip to combat instant gratification is talk to God more. Pray more. I remember a time in my life, uh, I got baptized in 2012, I think it was December. But I remember when I was like a a new Christian that I would pray, but it's like my prayers tended to be very, very structured. They were very structured prayer because I was taught how to pray uh, by my church. And it, it was like I wasn't having a conversation with God, with God. It was more like I was reading God a ledger that was created. I wasn't really telling him about my personal life. I wasn't really getting digging deep in with cuz. But basically, I just called God cuz I need to I, I need to repent right now. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah. What I found is that if you pray more and you pray uh with God and just talk to him like you're in a relationship, it can really help, especially when it's a gratification because he will guide you to things that are for you. Agreed. So the second one we have is to be patient. Now, y'all heard us say this throughout this whole episode. And honestly, that's really what it takes. Um, Be patient. My sister has a great plant at our aunt's house right down the street. And it's going to take years and years for that thing to fully mature and develop. But because she is patient with it, she goes um, every so often, I don't know how long, and she waters it. And when it's time, her fruit is going to be right. And we are, I just call us, as Christians, plants in God's kingdom. Um, we need to be rooted and planted so that God can water us. You know, he, Jesus is the living water. And so that we can be rooted up. And when it's time for our fruit to bear, we won't have premature fruit or fruit that's falling off or even producing bad fruit because there's bad fruit out here. Galatians 5, you got to read it. Um, so when we produce our fruit, we can be fully made in the likeness that he will have us for that season of us bearing fruit. So just be patient, y'all. Precisely. And then at the third spot, uh, my tip would be to always look internally first. And that is a first with uh, all caps, uh, accent on it. You don't want to, of course, um, for Christian people, you want to look internally, but 
internally to God, but that's still inside of you. So basically the best way I can explain this for you guys is that what you'll find just in the case of Esau and Jacob, that's why it was so ironic to me. A lot of the things that you need, a lot of the things that you strive for, whether it be a bowl of soup or a luxury item, they can be found within you. Just like the story of Esau and Jacob, Esau was a hunter. If Esau was patient, if Esau prayed, and if Esau looked internally, he would have found out that, oh, even though I am hungry, even though I feel like I am dying now, I'm starving now, I can just go hunt this. And if I hunt this, I can win twice because I get to keep my birthright and I get to have enough food for me to eat. So you always want to look internally. And uh, this also goes back to just knowing uh, your morals and having a foundation as well. That's tea, Kenneth. That is true tea with lots of sugar, of course. In spot number four, we have know your temptations slash triggers. All right. I love this one. In the last year of my life, this was definitely me. So as we said, instant gratification, we we talked about food a lot, but in my personal life, I've seen it with um, certain sins and the temptation to commit a very specific certain sin, which I will not name at this present time. But one thing that the Lord revealed to me while I was battling this um, sin was that I have triggers. I have to stay away from certain content, certain things that is going to trigger me to fall back into that instant habit. And so those triggers can look like maybe you see a bag of chips, you know, if you're on the diet or something, know what triggers you to immediately say, man, I got to get this thing now. Or if not, I ain't going to be happy. And that goes back to number one. Once you know your triggers, go talk to God about it because he will give you peace that surpasses all understanding. So look internally, as Kenneth said, go talk to God and know yourself. So because when those triggers come and they will come, trust me, they're going to come hard. But you have the full armor of God over you, Ephesians 6, to be able to defeat that. So know your triggers, y'all. Precisely. Yes. And that's perfect because our last tip of the day, number five is always try to put yourself in a situation to thrive. Just like Malaysia just got finished saying, there are certain environments for you that have things around you that will trigger you to the max. Would you put a cat in a room full of dogs? That cat is, you know, of course, cats and dogs. Cats and dogs actually get along, guys. I don't know. I know a bunch of cats that just be seeing dogs just don't be like, or nothing. So it's just like, <laughs> but for all intents and purposes of this example, you wouldn't put a bunch of dogs around a cat because that's a very triggering environment for the cat. So always try to put yourself in a situation to thrive for yourself. Work where you are. You do not want to... Because we, because I feel like a lot of times we, we get so self-centered, especially as Christians, you have to understand that even though you are a child of God, even though you are saved, even though you are in the number, you still don't have a lot of control over your life. But what you do have control over is the physical realm that you dwell in. And a lot of the struggles that we dwell with as Christians in this world are physical. So it could be just as simple as you having a change of location. It could be as simple as you just saying, no, I'm not going to go here anymore. No, I'm not. You know, if you're struggling with, I don't know, uh, going at going to a fast food place after work, maybe you should take a different route. Maybe you shouldn't take the highway. Maybe you should take the back road. Sure, it's a little bit longer, but you want to always put yourself in a place where you can thrive and not give into these temptations. 
True, true. That is T on top of T. And Kenneth, I love that. I was going to add something, but once again, you've left me speechless. So we're going to leave it right there. Thank you, guys. We've made it to the end of the episode. I hope that you guys found this very, very informative because I haven't. I've learned something while I'm sitting here, you know, jotting down my notes in between talking times and stuff. So thank you, Kenneth, for just being here. And is there anything else that you'd like the people to know? Well, you're welcome, uh, Malaysia. This was a very, very interesting and very fun process to do with you. Um, hopefully, I will be back. And hopefully, you know, if, if I'm going to come back, I'm going to come back with the fury of God. Um, and if there's anything I can leave you guys with, it's just uh, be positive, people. Uh, I feel like we get caught in these just uh, bubbles and these groups in the world that we live in with all the social media, you know, all these different religions, all these just different uh, tags that we put on ourselves. Um, But overall, everybody has the opportunity today to just be positive. And if you can be positive, I promise you that your life will be better. The things that you want to manifest will start to slowly but surely come to fruition. So yeah, just just be positive, y'all, and be safe too. It's crazy in these streets. Yes, it is. The streets are crazy, but we have crazy faith and we have the crazy arm of God all around us. Psalms 91 and Ephesians 6. So y'all stay breezy. Y'all stay blessed. Once again, I am your girl, Malaysia, um, with this podcast, The 20-something-year-old Christian in 2020. And we're out. Peace and love, y'all. Peace and love.